this morning to the book of 1 Timothy, uh, chapter number 1. And we're going to look actually uh, at four different places this morning of Scripture. Uh, 1 Timothy, chapter number 1, will be our first. Uh, and let's look at verse number 10. 1 Timothy, chapter 1. And look with me in verse number 10, if you would, this morning. Actually, let's just go ahead and, <coughs> excuse me, let's go ahead and look at verse 9. <coughs> Please excuse me this morning. 1 Timothy 1, 9. Are you there? Say amen. The Bible says, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine. If there be anything, now this is one of them, you're going to have to listen intently or you're, not, you're going to go home and not have a clue what I preached on. Anything contrary to sound doctrine. Go to 2 Timothy chapter number 4 this morning. 2 Timothy chapter number 4 this morning. And I want to read you another verse here. Uh, let's look down in verse number 3. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 3. The Bible said, For the time will come when they will not endure what? But after their own lust, they shall, shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Let's go to the book of Titus. It's right there beside you. Titus chapter 1. I want to look at verse number 9. Titus chapter number 1. We're going to read some other verses in these contexts, but just by uh, opening text. Look at verse number 9. Titus chapter 1, verse number 9. If you're there, say amen. amen. The Bible said, Holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught, that he may be able by what? Sound doctrine, both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. Now go to Titus chapter 2 and look in verse number 1. Bible said, but speak thou the things which become what? Sound doctrine. Now, I'm going to preach today on this thought, what is sound doctrine? And here's what I really believe that will happen today. I believe that you are going to find that sound doctrine is different than what you think it is. I believe that you have already made the assumption that we're going to talk about all that we believe and everything that we stand for and dispensationalism and eternal security and the Trinity and rightly dividing and uh, this thing or that thing and all that is doctrine. But today we're going to look at what the Bible says about sound doctrine. So what is sound doctrine? If you would, let's pray together. You pray with me and pray for me. Father, we love you this morning. God, we need you touch. Lord, I... God needed physical touch in a bad way <coughs> this morning, Lord. But more importantly, God, I need your spiritual touch. Now, God, I, I came this morning to give them what you've given me. And I pray, Lord, that they'll receive it. And God, that it'll make a difference in our lives. God, we need the liberty of the Lord. And we need liberty to preach. And God, I pray, Lord, that the Word of God would go forth. And that would fall upon good ground. And Lord, that seed would take root. And produce fruit in its season. God, help our church this morning, please. In Jesus' name and for His sake. And all the Lord's people said, 
Amen and amen. You can be seated this morning. Again, the thought, the, the subject matter at hand this morning, and I hope you are here to take notes, and I hope you are here to listen, and I hope you are here to learn, and most of all, I hope that you will respond as we preach on this thought. What is sound doctrine? Can I say this morning by way of introduction that four times we have found the words sound doctrine. Did you know that Sound doctrine only appears in these four verses in your Bible. The words sound doctrine do not appear anywhere outside of these pastoral epistles in the book of First and Second Timothy and Titus. And my friend, I've been looking at this, this issue of men will not endure sound doctrine. As a matter of fact, I was told that. That is what really got me to looking at this is that because I have taken a stand for the truth, I have been told in standing for the truth that I would not endure sound doctrine. But listen to me, folks, that is not to be so. Uh, I'm not only enduring sound doctrine, I'm establishing sound doctrine. And so I decided to go look at these words and find out just exactly how maybe I can do a better job of not just enduring but establishing. And it was upon my studies that the Lord has begun to reveal to me just what this means. What is uh, sound doctrine? Can I say every time, each of these four times that you find sound doctrine, here's what we find. It is not speaking about necessarily what we know, but how we Live. This is amazing to me uh, how such a simple truth I have often overlooked. But sound doctrine in the Bible is not just what you know or believe, but sound doctrine is, is a way of life in the Bible. Uh, can I say it goes much deeper than one's hold on the Bible? Uh, but I need you to hear me this morning. Sound doctrine will prove whether or not that Bible has a hold on you. I need you all to follow me. I've got about three of you with me already and that's it. Uh, sound doctrine does not prove how fast and how firm you hold your Bible but if you're really sound in doctrine it will prove how much your Bible holds you I said it in Sunday school this morning so many people will make statements like I love my church but I've come to ask you today are you really sound in your doctrine do you do what you're supposed to do in order to faithfully prove your love for your church I've been told pastor I love you I love your family but I've came today to ask you how sound are you in your doctrine because sound doctrine does not just prove you know what to say or what to believe but real sound doctrine will be proved when you live what you say and you live what you believe so do you really love your pastor I've been told I love my King James Bible I've come to ask you today are you really sound in your doctrine because according to the Bible sound doctrine is not just a statement made it is steps that are taken and if you really love your King James Bible it will not just be a statement it will be a statement of the mouth it will be a statement with your life and you'll prove that you love your King James Bible can I say this morning very few people have ever left church or refused to come to church over doctrine I know there's times and we're seeing 
a small segment, a portion of that now. How many times have you invited your family? Say, well, we're having a special day down at Stillwater and we're having family and friends day and I'd love for you to come. How many times have you heard this? Well, I would come, but you know that that pastor, that that doctrine that he preaches about uh, the Trinity, I just don't, I don't know if I agree with that, so I won't come. Or how many times have you invited somebody at work to come and they say, well, uh, tell me what y'all believe on uh, on tongues. I'd like to know before I come down there, can y'all tell me how you believe in signs and wonders or or what your opinion, how many, tell me how many times that happens. Uh, uh, Tell me how many times you invite somebody and witness for somebody to come to church and they say, well, I'm just real curious where your pastor stands on the gap theory over in Genesis 1, 1 to 1, 2. Can you tell me his theological thoughts and his uh, his philosophy and his perspective on the gap? Uh, You know that never happens. You know I'm telling it right. But they will say this. They will say, well, I would come to church, but about 15 years ago, uh, the deacon, the deacon that the, at the church that I went to, uh, the deacon ran off with another woman, and because he, uh, uh, because he done that, I've just never really been fond of going back to church. You, you will hear that. You you will hear things like, "Well, uh, I, I I would go to church, but uh, my 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 mother in law or my father in law or maybe even my own mom and daddy they go to church, but uh, they're hypocrites." Can I get a little help? I, I, I know how church people are. Uh, they're all how many times you heard that they're all hypocrites in other words uh, uh, people will refuse to uh, uh, come to church and refuse to serve God uh, uh, not based upon the sound doctrine that we claim to believe but the sound doctrine that they perceive can I get a little help Uh, in other words when you say you're a Christian uh, but you're not sound in doctrine and you go to the workplace and you act like they act and you walk like they walk and you talk like they talk and hey you laugh at the same jokes they laugh at and you watch the same YouTube channels they watch and you make comments about the ladies like they do and you go this way and you go that way and uh, every now and then you'll even sit around uh, uh, to watch something you'll not watch. Uh, what you're doing is letting them know you're not very sound in your doctrine. I've come to tell you this morning, God is not impressed with what you know. Uh, God is not impressed with what you believe. Uh, God is looking for somebody up to my friend step up to the plate and do what God's told you to do based upon what I feel preaching coming on boys I'm telling you it's a good life not just to say I love the Lord but to live like you love the Lord it's a good life not to just say you believe in the King James Bible but my friend it's a good life to really believe the King James Bible it's you know, it's one thing to say that you love your church but glory to God, it's really good to love the church. It's one thing to say that you want to be faithful to your wife. But it's a real blessing when you're really faithful to your wife. It's one thing to say that you're not going to look and lust. But it's another joy to not look and lust. I'm telling you, sound doctrine is not just what you say you believe. It is when you do what you say you believe. And every time we find sound doctrine, it is an action. Of what we have been taught. We're going to look at the context. You may not see it all just yet. But you will. I'm telling you. What is sound doctrine? It's not just a statement of faith. It's the statement that you live according to the faith. You know a lot of people make a statement with their lips. But they don't make the same statement with their life. 
You know what they are not? They are not sound in doctrine. Oh yeah, I've heard it a thousand times over. I mean, some of you are sitting here today and you would say, oh, well, preacher, I'm going to be honest with you, I believe uh, the King James Bible is the inerrant, infallible, living, preserved uh, uh, Word of God. And that's good. That's good, sound doctrine. Uh, but can I say it goes further than that? If you really, listen to me right here. It's so simple, but it's over often overlooked. If you really believe that the King James Bible is inspired and infallible and it is alive and it is the book that uh, the, the, the books that will be open that will, they'll be judged according to if you really believe that here's my question to you as, as faithfully and as humbly and as, as, as kind and gentle as I know how to ask uh, if you really believe this is the word of God uh, then why do you not do the things that it says to do uh, in order to be sound in doctrine it's not just enough to know uh, what the blessed word of God says uh, but we've got to back it up with our lives uh, you know that the King James Bible is alive and well but the King James Bible says not to gossip and you still gossip you know the King James Bible is alive and well but it says not to hold a grudge and you still hold a grudge I'm going to preach whether y'all help me or not you know that King James Bible says uh, that you ought to forgive your neighbor uh, but some way or another you, you refuse to do so uh, my friend I've come to tell you uh, you're not nearly as sound in doctrine as you think you are. You know that Bible says to pray and to give alms and to bring the tithe out of the storehouse, but you hold on to your money. You know that Bible says not to look upon another woman and lust after her, because if you do, you've committed adultery in your own heart. But in the midnight hours when nobody's around, you, you pause on the wrong picture on Facebook, and you click the wrong link, and you watch the wrong person in Walmart walk down in aisle. I've come to tell you, friend, I'm not mad. I'm your preacher. You're not nearly as sound in doctrine as you think you are. Uh, ladies, we claim to believe that Bible, but it's still in the Bible for the wives to submit to the husband and to obey the husband. We're not trying to run a cult. We don't want dictators. Uh, we know that Bible says the husbands, you love your wives as Christ loved the church. Uh, and we say that we believe the Bible. How come the women are no longer keepers at home? Uh, and the husband are no longer laborers and leaders. I'll tell you why. It's because we're not as sound as we say we are in doctrine. The children in the room, the glory to God, I feel like preaching. The children in the room today would even claim, my friend, they believe the Bible, even though they don't know everything about it. But it's still in there, son and daughter, that children obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother, and your days will be longer upon the earth. You say you believe that Bible, but what you're proving is you're not very sound in doctrine. I'm telling you, we've got to get back to the day and the hour where we don't just say what we believe, but we live what we say we believe. I want to be sound in doctrine. That is what sound doctrine is. It is not just what you claim, it is who you are. According to the blessed Word of God. We live in a day where we say we believe the Bible. <coughs> Excuse me. I can't believe I went that long without coughing. 
We live in a day where pastors claim they're taking a stand on the Word of God, but they let women get in the choir loft and there's more cotton in an aspirin bottle than is on their rear end. And we say we believe the Bible, but we're not very sound in uh, doctrine. Uh, by the way, I'm just going to hit all the high points today. Uh, modesty's still in that blessed Word of God. and Money's still in that blessed Word of God. and uh, Marriage is still in the blessed Word of God. And motives are still in the blessed word of God I'm telling you hey, we need somebody to be sound in their doctrine it matters not how much you know when you do not live what you know to live and all you're doing is dragging everybody around you down the same slippery slope of hypocrisy and apostasy when you will not live a life that is sound in doctrine Glory be to God. We have a choice to make today, fellas. Ladies, you have a choice to make. Are you really going to live a life of sound doctrine? You know what's amazing to me is what some of the brightest people I have ever known have also been some of the ones that are the least spiritual that I've ever known. I study after several different men. I read after a lot of different men. And one of them, and I'll not name names this morning, but one of the men that I have read behind and I have studied behind, he, he is a, he's a brilliant, uh, he's, a, he's a genius, he's a brilliant mind. And uh, I mean, there's, there's hardly very, there's, there's, there's very few things about him that, uh, my friend, when it comes to the truth that I think that he, uh, my friend, is in error on. There are some, but uh, most of real Bible, King James Bible truth, I, I have gleaned and I have gained from his teachings, but this particular man is very arrogant. This particular man, he likes to name call. This particular name uh, man, he likes to belittle and downgrade. This particular man can't keep a wife. He's had several. This particular man has many flaws and many failures, and so I've come to say that there are several men who can overlook that and continue to think that he's a real blessing, but there are more probably than not that will have nothing to do with that man, nor his church, nor his ministry because the record has been flawed and because he is a name caller and because he is arrogant and he is the things that the Bible says not to be so he's very sound in doctrine knowledge in the, in the area of knowledge but my friend when his life speaks against the truth and all of a sudden he does not appear to be so sound in his doctrine and so it matters not what you know it matters who you are I don't care if you can quote the, the, the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation and never miss a word. If you have an arrogant, prideful, mean, know-it-all spirit, nobody's listening to you. Are you listening to me? It, it, it makes me no difference how beautiful of a voice, excuse me, of a voice God's give you to sing. If you think you're all that when you get up here and sing, you're helping nobody. I don't care if you've got oodlums of money. And if you do, please start giving. Can I get a little help? But if, you're, you're, if you've got oodlums of money and you give lots and lots of money, that is wonderful, that is fine. You are biblically commanded to do so. But if you do it and have to let everybody know that you're doing it, then all of a sudden you are not as sound in doctrine as you may think you are. Does everybody see how this thing goes? Can I say this this, this morning? People don't want our Christianity 
based upon our facts and beliefs. They want to see our results. You can go to work and tell everybody what you believe. That does not impress them. I need y'all to hear me. They don't care what you know. <laughs> you can go and say, look, I just want to tell y'all this King James Bible's alive and well, and here's why. But that don't impress them. They want to see how you act when the boss cusses you out. They want to see how you act when you've been stiffed. Come on, somebody. Amen. They, they, they're, look, you're, you're Miss Christian, but when that customer don't leave you a tip and all you do is fuss and rant and gripe and bicker about how low down, no good for nothing they are, they do not see Christ because my Savior never got compensated. My Savior never had a home to lay in. My Savior never had a, a pillow to put his head on, yet he did not complain and he opened not his mouth and he was reviled, but he reviled not. He was accused, but he accused not. He was done wrong, but he did not say anything about those who were his wrongdoers. And so saying you're a Christian is one thing, but to show them you're a Christian, that's when they'll be affected by your sound doctrine. Does everybody understand what I'm saying this morning? When you have done the best job you could do and it wasn't appreciated, that's when they'll find out how sound you are in your doctrine. When you were supposed to be in line for the promotion, but they picked someone over you that really probably didn't even deserve it, that's when they will find out how sound you are in doctrine. When your neighbor comes across the fence and begins to accuse you of things you have not done and he wants to stir up a fight in the community and he wants to label you and talk about you and tell lies about you to everyone in the area, that is when we're fixing to find out how sound you are in doctrine. Boy, I'm telling you, I'm preaching this morning. When you have given all your tithes and offerings and you've not missed one week, but your washer goes out, your car breaks down, yep. and your dog gets a disease and has a $500 vet bill, and your children come home and they, they have 15 different programs and trips planned for school and you're going to have to give money there and they, they, they've not give you all your overtime at work, but you've been faithful to give to the church. And so now we're fixing to find out Really, just how sound you are in doctrine. I've had people literally approach me, preacher. I've done all you. I've done everything I've been given, and I mean, I ain't got all my pay at work. My cars broke down, the chicken run out across, and tore the front bumper off. My cat's got a flu, and we had to go to the vet, and the kids got pink eye, and my husband started dipping again. And I mean, I, I mean, my grandma, she's she's back in the nursing home, can't afford it, so I've had to pick up the bed. I thought you said if I'd give. That's why it's not working out for you. You give with the wrong motive. And then we find out just how sound you are in your doctrine. Oh boy, we're preaching today. We're preaching today. You've been faithful. You've not missed Sunday school, but so-and-so's not really, maybe they're not as faithful as you are. But Brother Josh asked them to sing the two verses to the song in the choir, not you. Oh, I've been told that's my song. Uh, Rongo. We're fixing to find out how sound you are in doctrine. 
When they start lying on you and all you do is try to love them. We're fixing to find out how sound you are in doctrine. I got a phone call yesterday. Such and such, brother such and such told me you're lying and running him down all over the country. And that's not the truth. I've not done that. I've not done that. So you know what's time for me to do? Prove how sound I am in my doctrine. So what is sound doctrine? Is it just what you believe? Oh no, it's much deeper than that. And I say too many Christians have this mentality that we're just going to show somebody three or four verses and that will do the job and they'll be convinced and they'll want to know more. But that is simply not what the pastoral epistles uh, show and explain, my friend. If you're not living in accord uh, with the teachings and the example of our dear Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, then you will have absolutely no influence, no power, and no success as a born-again Christian if you're not really sound in doctrine. Here's the facts. Fact is, many people say they love God, they love their church, they love their pastor, yet their lives speak completely something contrary and otherwise. I found this to be true throughout the years. Many who say they do love God, they do love church, and they do love me or my family, they, they don't love us enough to faithfully commit and do their part. Come on, somebody. I mean, listen, and I talked about it in Sunday school, not everybody was here, but if you really love this church the way you say you do, then why is it that uh, the, the record speaks clearly for itself? You have to be pumped and primed, and uh, you've got to even be punished to give. Well, I'll tell you why. Because you're not nearly sound in doctrine as you say you are. <laughs> Amen or oh me. Remember this, folks. Remember this. Words are shallow. It makes no difference how much I say I love you. How do I treat you? It makes no difference how much you say you love me. How do you treat me? It makes no difference how much we say we love this church. How do we treat this church? Most importantly, it makes no difference how much we say we love God. How do we treat Him? That is where we find out just how sound you are in doctrine. Pastor, I'm for you. Until it comes time for you to be quiet and listen. Thank you, Miss Geneva. I need some men to get behind that. I'm for you, Pastor, until it's time to shut up and listen. Then we're fixing to find out how sound you are in doctrine. I love y'all, church, until it comes time to go to church. Oh, they'll say it. I love Stillwater Baptist Church. Where are you at? It's amazing to me how people love the church, but it seems like once or twice a month they love Dollywood more than they love the church. They love Kings Island more than they love the church. They love family reunions more. Oh, I'm gonna preach, I'm gonna preach sound doctrine. If family reunion day falls at eleven o'clock on Sunday, you need to tell your family you're gonna be late. I don't apologize for that. I don't care if you've had a trip planned for two years. The Lord's Day comes over the family day and you're not going to convince them that you really are what you say you are when you drop the Lord in His house to be with Him. You know what you've just told them? You're not so sound in your doctrine. Come on, somebody. I love church until it's deer season. 
Well, you're not so sound in your doctrine. I love church unless the fish are biting good. Well, you're not so sound in your doctrine. I love church unless they're having a massive uh, after Thanksgiving sale just on Sunday in Pigeon Forge. And then all of a sudden, you don't seem so sound in your doctrine. I love you until someone else seems more entertaining or more important. All of a sudden, you're not so sound in your doctrine. Isn't it amazing how people will turn on you. And the Bible says this about a friend, and what we're doing today is establishing sound doctrine. The Bible says that a friend loveth at all times. Why is it now that things have changed and I send text messages to the ones who used to, to, to scream and cry uh, and proclaim my blessing and my, and my beauty and my importance in your, their life but uh, two weeks ago, but now I can't even get a response. They're not so sound in their doctrine. Oh yes, I know where we are, but I'm preaching right. Why is it that I'm there for you, brother, until you do something I don't necessarily like? Then all of a sudden, I'm not sitting with you no more at Fellowship Sunday. I'm sitting with Brother Caleb. A friend loveth at all times. And a brother is born for adversity. You know what you are telling on yourself, sir or ma'am? You are not so sound in your doctrine. Oh, I know it's a lengthy introduction, but if that's all we preach, it's been good. Because it's King James Bible. Every time we find four times we read sound doctrine, it is not what you say you believe, it is what you do with what you believe. I've watched it. Myself around here for going on nine years, sound doctrine is often claimed, but it's very rarely confirmed. I love your family, preacher. Do you? Because what I have seen the majority of the time is people love my family because of me. I'm not talking about here. I'm talking about where I go. My family's accepted because of me. But if I were not there, my family's not a thought to them. So how sound are you in your doctrine? Deacon, you have a responsibility as a deacon. It is not just to sit there and look pretty and to count money. You are given a responsibility. It is Bible that you and Sister Megan make sure that I and my family in this church is taken care of. And if you fail to do that, how sound are you in doctrine? Good. Amen. Deacon's not a title. It's an opportunity of service. Deacon is a table waiter. Don't get mad at me. I'm not belittling him. That's a compliment. That God would let somebody serve the table of His church. That's a wonderful thing. But how sound are we in our doctrine? Isn't it amazing that God don't just talk about me and talk about you, but He talks about our wives in that book? So Sister Megan and Sister Amy, how sound are you in your doctrine? I will show you over in Titus, the Bible said, let the aged, listen, that's not just talking about age, that's talking about the women women of leadership, let the aged women teach the younger women how to be discreet and how to be chaste and keepers at home. 
James Bible. And so if you claim to believe it, how sound are you, Amy? Look at me in your doctrine. Well, I'm going to preach to my wife just like I preach to y'all. Because I'm her pastor too. As weird as that is, I'm her pastor and her husband. But how sound are you in your doctrine? Megan and Miss Amy, can these young girls walk in your homes at any time without you being ashamed? Then you're not very sound in your doctrine. Times. Oh boy, I feel the heat coming down. But listen, they are to be the examples. Right. That's right. Yes, sir. Amen. And I'll be the first to say things need to pick up at the Griffith residence. Amen. Goes right there. I'm going to jump ahead, but let's just look. Let's just look real quick. Go to Titus chapter 2. We'll come back. I got five points. We might get to them tonight. Look at Titus chapter number 2. Don't tell me you love your Bible if you ain't going to live your Bible. I've said this from day one. This is not my agenda. It's the Word of God. Notice what it says in Titus 2.1. But speak thou the things which become what? That the, the aged men be sober. You know what that means? Of a clear mind. Grave. Temperate. Sound in faith. <coughs> in charity. That's love. In patience. Oh, Briss Amy's the only one getting preached to today, ain't she? Oh, no. I wish he'd have left patience out of there. Verse 3, the aged women likewise, and this is Bible, this is the pastoral epistles for you and me. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness. Aged women. I'm not just talking to Megan and, and Amy. I'm talking about some of you ladies that's got a few gray hairs. I'm just going to keep it there. A few gray hairs. Hey, older ladies. Miss Geneva, Miss Annette, Miss Regina, and Miss Michelle, and Mom, and uh, Miss Christina, Miss Rachel. Look here. Listen to me. She ought to be the leader here. I need a, I need a head motion to the front right here. Lean up. She needs someone to watch. Right. She could care less what I say that the women's supposed to be. She needs to see. Amen. That's right. That's right. Lillian, I really think God has given you, you other young girls. Where they all go? Okay. I think He's given you a great teacher. Amen. I do. I've been to her house on several occasions. Most of them, without notice, it's clean. You listening to me? Her kitchen's put like that. Dishes ain't piled up the walls. Gnats and flies and roaches are not crawling on the countertops. Raised dirty underwear and socks are not piled up by the door. The bathrooms don't smell like stuff that goes down the toilet. Come on, somebody. There's, there's, I think she's got, you have dogs in, perhaps? I've never walked out of there covered in dog hair. Come on, man. Try. Do 
I know you'll like it, but are you really sound in doctrine? See, because we all want to say, well, doctrine is just the Trinity and eternal security and signs of... No, 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 no. Titus has given some doctrine on how women to keep the home. So how sound are you in doctrine? Lillian can do, at her age, what most 20-year-old women that's married cannot do. You know the problem is mama's not being a teacher and mama's not being a leader. When mama don't keep the home, her girls don't know how to keep the home. And I told my wife more than once, I refuse to send my daughters out. Hey, listen to me. We're still learning and growing together too, all right? I'm establishing here what I've already been trying to establish at home. I cannot give a young man of my blessing on my daughter, not on his account, on her account, if she can't be a godly wife. Yes, sir. If she can't cook and clean and take care of him, I'm going to tell him, run! Yes, sir. Yeah. Amen. Yes, sir, I will. I say, she's not ready. She don't know how to do the dishes and take care of the home. By the way, well, bless God, he can help. Nobody said he couldn't help. But you better hear me right here. It is biblically, it is not his responsibility. So, I'm not going to back off of that. This is old timing. This is old fashioned. But it's King James Bible and it's Holy Ghost preaching. The problem is we got a bunch of women nowadays got their hair pulled back in a ponytail putting in 60 and 80 hours down there and ain't nobody keeps a hold. All the women's lost all their feminism and they ain't got no helpers and help meets and, and holiness at home because everybody's trying to do the man's job. Amen! I'm not against a woman with a job. But if we want to get back to sound doctrine, God wants them at home. That's right. Sorry. I'm too old-fashioned for people. But it's King James Bible. Yes, sir. Amen. And sir, if she's got to go to work to, to, to support your habit and to support your basketball and to support your motorcycle and to support your gambling and to support your cigarettes and to support your ESPN subscription, oh, you're all down. Sorry, no good for nothing in the man. I'm telling you, we need some men that will haul off and work and let's mother keep the house. Amen. Laboring, working. God didn't put none of that on Eve. No, God, that's right. <clears throat> I'm gonna have to figure out how to get the money. I've got about four or five years to get the money, but by the time Elijah's ten, I don't care if y'all pay me five thousand dollars a week. I'm I'm starting me up a mowing business. I promise you. I done got plans and praying about it. I don't care if y'all give me $1.2 million a year, and if you do, thank you. I'm going to start me up a mowing business for one reason. By the way, well, you preaching all night working in labor, what do you do? What do you think this is? What do you think being on that phone 16 hours a day is? What do you think getting in that Bible is? What do you think carrying all your problems, my problems, and our problems is? I mean, what do you think is this? A vacation? Give her a shot, friend. It ain't vacation. No, be honest with you, I never clock out. I wish I could just time clock down and forget about work, but I don't get to do that. No. This is labor. Yes, sir. 
Oh, I don't know about that. Well, you're not very sound in doctrine because the Bible said the laborer taught by the preacher is worthy of his hire. Yep. So you're not very sound in doctrine. I'm working. I'm going to work hard. I try to be the best pastor to you that I can be. I'm not half-heartedly doing my job. I can say it with a clear conscience. God knows my heart. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in this for filthy lucre, but I deserve some money. Yeah, I'm working. Yes, Amen. I know a lot of preachers wouldn't say that about themselves, but I'm, I'm trying to be sound in doctrine. Right. You don't muzzle the mouth of the ox and trade out the core of me. My God, what do you want from me? I'm giving you all I got. You know what Paul said here to do? Give me what you got. Yeah. I'm supposed to sow into you spiritual. This is the order of God. The church sows back into the pastor carnal. Yes, right. That's exactly right. Some of y'all ain't very sound in doctrine. I'm telling you, look on your face. I'm not a money man. Go see the money. Go see the money encounters and the money and ask them if I'm a money man. I give more than I take. Sure does. I give more than I take. Because I'm invested. I'm trying to be sound. Let's look at Titus again. Sorry, I, I can't believe that I went to haywire with this, but I'm glad. Look, 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 look at Titus. Look, look over at, at Titus again. Look at verse uh, chapter two, verse one. Speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. The aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith and charity and patience. Look here. The aged women likewise that they be in behaviors becoming holiness. We need holy women. Look here now, ladies. Listen. Are you really sound in doctrine? Not false accusers. Ladies, I'm going to get to the men, so don't think I'm just targeting you. I'm going to have to bring my Bible down right here to preach for a minute. Your husband ain't guilty of everything you accuse him of. You listen to me? Your church family is not guilty of everything you accuse him of. It happens among men, but not as often. Women act off their emotions. And if so-and-so don't want to smile at you three seconds, they always smile at you 1.5 seconds. And if you're not careful, you'll tell three or four other people that they're mad at you and you have falsely accused them. You know why you do that? You're not very sound in doctrine. And, that, and, and aged ladies, older ladies, examples, those in leadership, don't let them learn that from you. Right. Because if you do, you're not very sound in doctrine. Not giving them much wine, that's not talking about casual drinking. I compare Scripture to Scripture that's talking about wine as medicine for the stomach's sake, not giving too much. Just for medicinal, I think how you say that. Medicinal. But medicinal purposes only. Teachers of good things are we still in Titus chapter 2? Yes, Talk about sound doctrine. That they may teach the young women to be sober. It's not talking about free of drugs and alcohol. That's talking about clear thinking. Uh, to love their husbands. If all you do is talk about how low down, worthy, no good for nothing, lazy, jolly, piece of junk, nasty, messy, stinky old fella he is, he ain't worth the hoot and the flute to. You know what? You're not sound in doctrine. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. You're not very sound in doctrine. To love their children, 
If you're all the time trying to push your kids off on somebody, you're not very sound in your doctrine. If YouTube watches and babysits your children more than you do, you're not very sound doctrinally. Oh, well, we're done here tonight, so let's just simper down for a while. I'm telling you, Hollywood's raising our homes, and we wonder why our children are turning out to be atheists and agnostic and perverts and pedophiles and sodomites. It's because mamas quit loving their babies. Verse 5, to be discreet. That means private. Secret. You know what I have found out with most ladies nowadays, and even men? Everything about you is shared with the whole world to know. You're supposed to be discreet. When you share all your business, you know what you are? You're not very sound in doctrine. Chase. Discreet and chase. Pure, clean. Keepers at home. Now, I know you can only work with what you got. One of our biggest problems at my house is we have no space. I've got four youngins, a wife, me, there's six people living in a three-bedroom trailer. But it is our responsibility to do with it the best we can. Right here's one that, that's just not popular anymore, Sister Annette, because this has been abused so often. Obedient to their own husbands. That does not mean he is your father. He is your husband. And here's how this is supposed to go. The husband's supposed to walk with God. And God's supposed to talk with him. And he's supposed to lead you according to what God wants. And what this means is you don't challenge that. Yes, right. You submit and trust. And if he's wrong, it's on him, ma'am, not you. Ladies, you're not going to give an account for what he said and done that was wrong. God's going to bless you for following anyway. Are you listening to me? Obedient to their own husbands. You know what I found out? I'm about to make a statement. Some of y'all will listen to me, but you won't even listen to the man you lay down with at night. That's because you're not very sound in your doctrine. If I come to you and say that's enough, you're going to hush. You're going to quit talking like this. You'll shut up. But if he does it, sign all hell sticks and break loose. You're not sound That's right. in your doctrine. Well, it's good for When you listen to your boss at work, but you won't listen to your husband, you're not very sound in your doctrine. When you listen to your father, but you won't listen to your husband, you are not sound. Oh, boy, I'm preaching. Come on. You are not sound in doctrine. That's right. Obedient to your own husbands. You know why some of y'all don't have leaders as husbands? You know why you're doing it all? Because every time he tries, it's a fight. And so he's quit trying. He's trying to tell you to quit spending. But all it is is a fight. So now he don't say nothing. He just lets you blow money. That's why y'all never have any. Because you Amazon it all day while he's working. Come on, somebody. Oh, yes, I know I'm telling it right, baby. It's this Holy Ghost, and the reason you're in the mess is you will not be obedient to your husband. Yep. He's so tired of fussing and fighting a feud with you. 
he could care less if he gets to eat cheese and crackers every day for lunch or if he don't have nothing at all. As long as he don't have to hear you nagging and he don't have to hear you complaining and he don't have to hear you griping about everything and everybody, he'll live. Now, he's wrong. I believe he ought to... I'm, Hey, I'm about to say something I shouldn't. I believe you ought to grow up. Let's put it that way. I believe you ought to grow up and stand, but he's so tired of fighting with you. You get your way, it's your way. Somebody say, well, it's mama's way or the highway. You're not very sound in doctrine. Mama don't run my house. No, And I don't have to go around flexing about I'm blessed God the man of the house either. It's just simple. I'm the leader. She's the father. Yes, sir. Amen. We don't have to fuss about it. Did you know there's not one red penny that I've ever had to fuss with that woman about over nothing? Uh, I can tell you, now we, we've got problems. Just like everybody else. The sister in that with the ministry God's given me. And I was telling you about how I've been given. Some of you ladies. Let me tell you what old God's done. He sent me several thousand dollars in checks from people I didn't even know was thinking about me. Mom, we wouldn't have got any of them if you'd have been trying to run how much I've been giving. We wouldn't have got none of them. We wouldn't have got red penny. What are you planning on giving? Well, I'm going to give 400. You only got paid 800. I know, but I'm, I'm supposed to give 400. We can't afford that. And so to keep from fighting with her, you say, what do you, what do we, what do you want to give, honey? It's all backwards. And then we just give the minimum, and God says, okay. Well, that's what you're going to get, the minimum. Yep. But I say, Lord, what do you want to do? Give half your paycheck back. Okay. Hey, hey, I'm giving $400 tomorrow. Okay, Thank you, Lord. How much money we got in the bank? It wasn't asked. Nope. How many bills we got coming out? It wasn't asked. We ain't got enough money to buy formula this week. It wasn't said. Right. It was low on diapers. Didn't come out. All those things probably of which were true. But because she just said okay. Yeah. And I gave money we didn't have. That's what sacrificial giving is. <laughs> I got to open the mailbox just a day or two later. And there's 1500 in there. Some of y'all living in poverty because you can't get your home in order. And your finances are all messed up. And mama's running the show. You don't know why? You're not very sound That's right. in your doctrine. Amen. Hey, hey, mamas, if he says enough with the Amazon orders, we don't need no more junk. You know what that means? Go cancel your subscription. That don't mean you fight and raise hell for the next two hours and step on the cat and the police get called for a domestic violence call. Come on, somebody. You know God has an order, right? He's the leader. And a real leader will not go around flexing his muscle that he's the leader. A real leader, the wife will know that my leader don't always even prove he loves me like he should, but I know he loves God. And she won't question you. She won't argue with you because she knows you really love God. That's sound doctrine. That's good, preacher. I feel the Holy Ghost. Yes, sir. Yep. That's sound doctrine. Yes, sir. And until we get there, we're going to play around in the mud puddles. Yep. 
and splash like a bunch of kids on the playground when God wants to open up the sky and rain down His blessings. The problem is, we're not very sound in our doctrine. So I'm going to preach this morning. We'll come back tonight. Let's stand. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to preach. Bless this message. Help our church in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Nobody's looking around. Let's come use these offers this morning. What is sound doctrine?